Kelton the show. It's 1025 The Bone. Hey, did not, you see uh, congratulations yes. to Anthony Velez Jr., who I won $1,000 from The Bone. Good for him. I like when you guys pay attention. Uh, we talked about this gentleman some time ago on the show. Richard Midkiff spent 23 years in jail and was rightfully released uh, after his uh, plea deal and was on the edge of going back to jail for 15 more years. And it was absolutely ridiculous. And uh, he looks like that's not going to happen now. And we talked to him, and now we welcome back the free man, uh, Richard Midkiff. Richard, how are you, sir? Hey, Mike. How you doing today? Oh, good. I can, I can already hear the joy in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing much better these days. Thank how, you. How, the last time we talked on the phone, you were, you were facing going back to jail after being set free for 15 more years. I mean, were you able to accomplish anything, or was your stomach in such knots every day that you're like, I don't even, I can't even function? No, I, I was actually able to accomplish a lot. I didn't work for like six weeks for anybody else. I strictly worked on my own situation and just trying to get my story out there and do everything I can to more or less save my life. I mean, it's such a dire situation, especially with COVID-19 and everything else that's going on in the prison system. I felt like I was in a life or death situation. Yeah, you you certainly were. Let me give people just a quick reminder. So when you were, mm-hmm. when you were how old? Like 17, 16? 19. Oh, you were, ni- you were 19, and you and a 17-year-old. Yeah, we, you robbed a man in Orlando, and uh, you were in the getaway car. And mm-hmm. uh, and the guy ended up shooting the other guy, and everybody got caught, and you went to jail. And part of your deal was that you would not serve more time than the guys who committed the actual uh, the actual felony. Correct. Correct. And then uh, years later, that guy ends up getting out of jail after serving time, but before you. So you now, how where are you, where do you find out about this? Like, how do you know? Were you carefully watching that case, or? How did, how did you get no, word? No, not necessarily, and it, it really turned out to be a fluke. You know, I was at one prison. My co-defendant was at another prison, and, you know, we, we didn't communicate. We didn't talk. We didn't write letters to each other or anything, and I hadn't looked him up probably in about five years, and it just so happened. You know, I said, oh, let, me, let me see what's going on with this guy, and I looked him up, and he had got released 40 days prior. Now, let me ask, and, you, dumb, uh, let me ask a dumb question. How do you do that? <laughs> How do you, do you have computer access there? Is that how you were able to look them up? No, no, absolutely not. I had a friend look it up for me when oh, I okay. called called home. Um, in in prison, you don't have you. There are certain inmates who have computer access. I had computer access, but it was essentially a glorified typewriter. Gotcha. Um, the word processor just to do legal work and administrative work for the law library. Okay, so you you uh, asked somebody at home to look it up. So you got just a hey, let's let me just see what's going on with this guy, and you find yeah. out that he had been released prior. That's right. And you know when I found that out, I mean I had to catch my breath at first because I, I just I couldn't wrap my head around it. And then you know we we took the legal steps, and it's just been literally uh, a back and forth battle for the last two years. One of those years being still incarcerated fighting, and one of those years being released and still fighting. So, so, it, so been, you get it's been epic. 
you get released. So the so the idea was that Richard could not serve more time than the other guy, and the other guy finds out gets out. So they release him after fighting for it. They release him because that was the deal that they had. So now when you get released, do you think, hey, there's a chance that something could go wrong, or are you like, yeah, hey, I'm out now? Well, no, not necessarily. When I got out, they had filed an appeal, and that's what really created the situation about 100 days ago when around the time that I first talked to you, um, you know, the, the state filed an appeal, and the higher court did not agree with the lower court's decision. And um, that's what essentially was going to, to send me back. Gotcha. Now, uh, where were you? In your heart, like, were you 50-50? Were you like, nah, I think I'm going to be okay? Were you like, God, I might have to go back? You know, I really don't know. You know, my the, the first six weeks of this situation, I pretty much, I, I didn't sleep. I, I didn't eat. I was just dealing with things day to day as they came to me. Um, if I could say anything, the thing that gave me the, the most solace and peace was the amount of people that said, hey, we're here with you. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, there were... There were senators, there were attorneys, there were professors at university, there were your Superstar people. radio guys? Yeah, Superstar radio guys. <laughs> I mean, this show really, really um, had got my story out there. A lot of people contacted me from the Tampa Bay area. Well, I, I have to tell you, we're we're normally, Richard, we're normally like, oh, no, he committed the crime, that's it, keep him in jail. Like, I, guy goes to jail for hurting a kid, I want to see him get beat up while he's in jail. Like, we're normally mean people, but this is a situation where you had served your time and you had a deal, and a deal's a deal. And and, right. and and also, and on top of that, we find out that Richard, while he's in uh, prison, n- not only is he doing his time, but he's doing it the, to the best way possible. He's learning, he's teaching, he's uh, counseling other uh, inmates, so much so that a woman who worked in the prison sees him and says, you know, you're a really nice guy. I would like to meet. I would like you to meet my daughter. Now you have to be a good guy for a mother to want to introduce her, her daughter to somebody who's in prison. Absolutely, an Italian mom at that. Yeah, yeah. So You'd with, be the last guy I want around my brother? daughter. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so, so what does she say to you? She says to you, "I got a nice daughter. You should meet my daughter." How'd that go? Well, you know, we we were talking and everything, and really at the time, her daughter she was going through some struggles in her life, and being in prison, I was doing a lot of leadership training and. And just talking to people and working in the law library, you do a lot of conflict resolution. Guys come to your desk who feel like they've been slighted by the courts, their attorneys and everybody. So I've got some experience in, in communication. Right. So I just started writing her with, you know, purely platonic for like two, two and a half years. And then when the situation of me coming home came up then you know it was like hey you know he's kind of attractive hey she's kind of attractive (laughs) and um i i got out on a friday that next friday we went on our first date and we've been together since and now we're getting married on december 12th jeez this guy was like i'm not even gonna try and spread it around a little first girl (laughs) i see when i get out i'm marrying her no seriously though that i think that's great that you guys developed a uh, an intellectual relationship without uh seeing each other and that that carried over. And also, that's one of the reasons why I, I totally felt like you were ready for society. You weren't just being released. I mean, you had a plan. You had a place to go. You had somebody to be with. And that that is going to – you'll be a productive member of society for the rest of your life now. And, and that's what my goal is. You know, I, I came home and I was sharing this with somebody recently. I said, you know, a lot of guys, they come home and they have probation. And they buckle under that. Yeah. You know, I came home with probation and – 
an appeal hanging over me. And instead of letting it consume me or, or falling back into negative behavior activities, I instantly started working, uh, you know, doing affiliate work with NYU School of Law, doing advisory work with FSU College of Law, and being able to work with all of these different people has enhanced what I'm planning on doing moving forward. And, um, you know, it's just yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling when I look back over the past year. And you you also started Story Times with Dad, Story Time Dads, yes. while you were there, which I think was a, a great program. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it really is, and it's probably one of the most emotionally impactful programs that I started while I was in. You know, I, I started realizing that the majority of people in prison never had a children's book read, read to them as a kid. So watching these men, I mean, we're talking about some guys with tattoos on their face and yeah. people, if you see them on this side of the street, you're going to cross over and walk on the other side. And watching them read this book to their kid and transforming back into a kid themselves, yeah. it, it was an amazing experience. You know, you bring up those guys with tattoos on their face. And now, uh, just so you know, my dad was a corrections officer at Rikers Island in New York for, uh, you know, 20-something years. But he never, I don't know, he tells me stuff, but he, I never really know if he's telling the truth. So this would be a good opportunity for me to ask you some questions coming from the other side. Okay. Of so uh, so the thing that we're all scared of when it, when it comes to prison is nobody wants to get butt raped while we're in prison. What is Now, right. my dad says that that's, oh, that's blown, uh, overblown in the movies, that that doesn't really happen, that if you want to have, if, if it happens, but it happens like for as a punishment or to prove, you know, do something. Because if you want to get sex, you can get sex from, from any of the gay guys that are in there. Right. And, and your dad's correct. Um, you know, I did 23 years, and, and I can count on one hand with fingers to spare how many actual fights I got into. So it, it all really comes down to a way you carry yourself. Um, now, why is why what is what did you like? Give me an idea of what you got in a fight about. Like, I, I that's that's what I I'm a big guy, but I go to prison. Right. I don't want to fight anybody, and I know that if I fight one Hispanic guy, I'm fighting all the Hispanic guys, or the other or black guy, I'm fighting all the black guys. Not 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 necessarily not necessarily. I'm a little guy. I'm five foot eight, okay. and you know when I first went to prison, I'm I'm a scared kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's pretty much what it is. So. The very first person who I felt disrespected me, I didn't want to fight him. And I, I still remember I'm, I'm walking back and forth being, man, he's not going to disrespect me. But, God, that's a big guy, man. Yeah. But, you know, back and forth. And then he walked up on me and we, we fought. But it's like I earned a little bit of respect there. But I also learned, you know what, if you treat people with respect, if you stay away from the drugs, if you stay away from the gangs, if you stay away from the gambling, if you stay away from, you know, all of that stuff, you pretty much won't have any problems because you're not inviting those problems into your life. So, and, so when that guy rolls up on you, are you like, uh, like, was he just testing you or was he mad at you for something? No, I just think he was a big bully, used to uh -huh. get in his way and, and didn't expect it. I mean, and I was, I was 22 years old then. <laughs> I, I know that I can't. I would imagine now I'm 49 years old. If I went in now, I'd probably just, I'd be like the old guy. They would just leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's and and it's 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 ironic because they do they overblow a lot of things in the movies. Yeah, but you know I think um, you felt I confident taking the, a shower. You were not worried about that. Yeah, no, I wasn't worried about that. Oh man, that's good to know. Okay, so yeah. so uh, what did you miss the most? What, when I was in there? Yeah, besides freedom, um, obviously. 
of, of, of course, food comes to mind. Um, but I think the biggest thing that a person misses when they're in there is an emotional connection with another human being. You can't hug anybody, um, right? You don't want to, you know, yeah, you unless you want to hug another hug. dude. I mean, when you go to visit, you're allowed a brief embrace with your wife or your mom or your kids at the beginning of visit and at the end of visit, and you're allowed to hold hands during visit. But the the whole environment is built to be devoid of that type of emotional connection and individuality. That's why everybody has the same haircut, same clothes, same everything, mm-hmm. same canteen, everything. So it it really tends to break your spirit. So you gotta you gotta find something if you want to make it. Yeah. So for me, what I did is I created all these little psychological anchors where I knew at certain points in my time, my classification would change, my custody would change. And so I just locked these in my head and said, okay, I get to this point, then I'm going to get this right here. And that's what helped me get through each day. You, you don't even know what Netflix was, did you? No, I didn't. Yeah, so the so I mean, I, when you got out, what were some of the biggest surprises? Like, you know, we got cars that drive themselves now. <laughs> oh, I know that that yeah. that scared me. I tell you, it was um, I, I first get out, and you know, I have friends. They helped me get situated, so I went and got a laptop. I got a smartphone. Yeah, I've got a tablet. And Did that blow you away when you got a smartphone? Where you're like, oh my god, you! I mean, you you went through like ten phases. You missed texting. You missed it. You you went right into smartphone. I know. I know it, it. It really did. It was overwhelming. I was sitting there trying to get my password into all these devices, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "You know what? Screw this. I'm I'm going for a walk." So I grabbed my um my prison tablet that had music on it, <laughs> plugged my headphones on, and and started walking. I was living in Daytona Beach, so I'm walking, and I come up to Nova and Granada, and I push the the um, crossing crossing button right, right. And, and it and it talked to me said, please don't walk and i was like i can't deal with this that's hilarious well look yeah. i have to tell you i'm uh, i'm happy to talk to you i'm happy to see how happy you sound and uh i i have no doubt that you'll stay out of trouble and that you have a whole life ahead of you and i'm glad things worked out the way they did i really am absolutely and i definitely appreciate you and your show and for helping to get my story out. I do want to say that one of the things that we're currently working on moving forward is um, I'm working with some former prison officials, former prison wardens, because we want to start talking about what true reform means. There's a there's an unfortunate movement, in my, my opinion, going on where people are saying defund cops, abolish prisons, and, and to me that's just not realistic. Right. Um, there are changes that need to be na- made, but they need to be smart changers. You know, there's what I tell people is, especially people in prison, they get mad at the COs just because they're COs is they didn't send you an invitation to come here. Right. You, you did something that put you here and this man or this woman is doing their job. So don't hate them, hate the process that puts you here that you need to correct. So that's something that, uh, moving forward, I'm, I'm really excited about being able to be a part of, well, look, you're a perfect example of what you know what it's what should happen when you're when you're there. If you got a guy who goes in while he's young for doing a crime, when he comes out, you don't want him to be a worse criminal. You want him to be a guy who's got a chance to live the second half of his life uh, with freedom and be a good member of society. And that's the way to do it. That's what it's supposed to be for. Yeah, and you know, so there needs to be something to create that nexus right there because realistically, the majority of people in prison are going to get out at some point in their life. I think in Florida. The- statistic 85 percent so what do we want 
coming out? What do we want? Bagging our groceries or cutting our grass or, or painting our house? You know, we, we want people that have gotten, gotten it right, you know, yeah. figured it out. So tax-paying citizens is what we want. You, uh, you guys find you porn yet on that tablet? What's that? You, get, you find you, you porn yet on your tablet? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> well, you go look it up today. So. Hey, Richard, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm glad things worked out for you. I'm glad you're out. I, I wish you well in the rest of your life, and if you need anything from us, we're here for you. Uh, fantastic. Mike, Gio, Carmen, and the rest of you that I have not had the pleasure to meet, thank you so much. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of your show now. Good. I'm glad. Put it up on your tablet and listen to it while you're, while you're walking around. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Have a great day, man. You too. Thank you. See you, buddy. You. Uh, good for him. Been well, in uh, been in prison for over 20 years, still less confused by technology than Joe. <laughs> 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 we could hire him to run Bone TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, I hope he writes a book. I hope he uh, continues to help young people who are still, or even older people that are still in prison, because think about what he said um you know those uh, those guys who are in prison who are reading those stories to their kids for the first time, and how how they just you know they probably skipped that whole process. They never had that for them, and now that they could see what it's like to do that for their kids, it could change everything. I, I I'm happy for that guy. I really am. You know, we're the first ones to always say somebody should get beat up while they're in jail, and they should have miserable lives. They committed a crime, but I also believe that if you've done your time, you've done your time, and that guy deserves to be out and helping other people. So good for him. Glad he caught.